Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 52nd episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your bloating obsessed host, Sam Shorky. And I'm just bloated. <laughs> and her sister and co-host, Sarah Shorky. And this is basically another one of those episodes where Sarah probably won't be able to contribute much to, other than, of course, her smart-ass filler, if you will, commentary. Yeah, I actually feel like it's been a while since we've had one of these health and appearance-focused episodes. And I'm sure people will be glad for it. Glad that I'll be shutting up. So anyone who knows me knows that as a vegan bikini competitor and coach, and someone who has done quite a few half-naked fitness photo shoots. I like to think that I have mastered how to prevent bloat. So you guys are in luck because today I am sharing all of my best kept anti-bloating coaching secrets with you. And I also encourage everyone to go read my vegan bodybuilder's guide to farting and bloating post on my blog because I do share a ton of these tips in that as well. And it's very in-depth, one of my most popular ones. So yes, I will be sure to link it up in the show notes for this episode. But first, I think we should define for everyone listening, what exactly is bloating? Let's get technical. Love that new sound clip. I know, it's such gold, especially because anyone over 35 probably knows what song it is. And everyone else has no idea, but it sure is catchy. And now we've screwed up the sequence of our sound clip going directly into our definition, so let's start over, plus we love to hear it. (laughs) Round two. Bloating is when your belly feels swollen after eating. It is usually caused by excess gas production or disturbances in the movement of the muscles of the digestive system. Bloating can often cause pain, discomfort, and a stuff feeling. It can also make your stomach look bigger. This is all very good and true. However, when I refer to bloating, I more or less am talking about about the retention of water or when excess fluid builds up inside our bodies. And let it be known that water retention actually occurs within our circulatory system or within our tissues, which can then of course cause swelling in various body parts such as our hands, feet, our ankles and legs, as I'm sure we've all noticed. I'm sure our female listeners can attest to this when they've been pregnant or before our monthly periods is another common time. 
time. Thankfully, I've yet to experience the pregnancy swelling and bloat, but you weren't so lucky, were you, Sarah? Well, first of all, how do you even notice bloating when you're pregnant? I feel like you have like a sixth sense about bloating. I don't think I ever considered bloat until I started <laughs> with Jacked on the Beans. Yeah, I am obsessed with it. But either way, yeah, my ankles and feet were definitely pretty swollen at the end of my pregnancies. And my face was disgusting. My lips mm. basically doubled in size and they were already pretty fucking big. Actually, before I forget, here's an interesting fun fact. So did you know that sitting through a long flight can also cause major water retention simply due to the fact that you're going a long period of time without moving? Also, I think that there is some truth to the changes in cabin pressure can make your body hold on to water as well. And I unfortunately had to learn this one day the hard way when I had booked a photo shoot in LA for the same day that I had to fly there all the way from Canada. If you are somebody who is prepping for a show or you've got a photo shoot coming up, for my clients anyway, I make damn sure they're not competing for at least a day or two after their flight, unless you want to be bloated. I didn't know that about flying at all. I'm usually just really hungry and grumpy after a long flight, so bloating is the last of my worries. Speaking of competitors, let's get into some of my competition-specific tricks and tips for reducing water retention and how we could all look instantly leaner. Hmm. So first, let's go over some general anti-bloat tactics, shall we? In the word bloat enough yes, in this episode? Yes, I, I feel like you really enunciate. <laughs> All right, so some of these might be pretty self-explanatory, but again, I'm bloating obsessed, so maybe not for the average person. I don't know. You tell me. Okay, number one, eat less salt. Duh. Salt, as most of us already know, is made up of sodium and chloride. Sodium binds to water in our bodies, and it helps maintain the balance of fluids both inside and outside of our cells. So it only makes sense that if you're always eating meals that are high in salt, i.e. most processed foods, your body is probably going to retain more water. In fact, processed foods are definitely by far the biggest dietary source of sodium. So if you're planning to hit the beach or rock a bikini, you probably don't want to start the day with processed foods like fake and bacon or whatever. Maybe instead opt for some fruits and veggies and nuts, whatever isn't processed. Make sense there? Got it. Remember that the next time I'm rocking a bikini. Which is never. <laughs> All right, number two, increase your magnesium intake. So most of us know that magnesium is a very important mineral for keeping our bodies functioning as optimally as possible. Magnesium is really good for lots of things from say helping with muscle repair and recovery. A lot of people also use it to help them sleep better. But sadly, most of us are very deficient. But get this, there are several studies out there that found that taking 200 milligrams of magnesium per day greatly reduced water retention, especially in women with PMS symptoms. And you don't have to even take it as a supplement necessarily. Good plant-based food sources, again, include nuts, also a lot of whole grains. Here's a good one. Everyone will be happy to hear. Dark chocolate. And of course, leafy green vegetables. So if you get bloated before your period,
period, definitely up the magnesium, ladies. Number three, increase your vitamin B6 intake. So most of us vegans know that it's crucial to supplement with B12 or at least consume plant foods that are fortified with B12, things like dairy-free milks or nutritional yeast, but I've always religiously taken a good quality B complex daily as well. I personally have been recommending the AOR brand of advanced B complex to my clients for years, and I've probably been taking it myself for a good decade, because not only are you getting a good boost of B12, but you're also getting all of the other beneficial B vitamins such as B6. And B6 is important for not just the formation of red blood cells, but like magnesium, it's also been shown to greatly reduce water retention in women with PMS. And in case you're happy to just do a straight B12 supplement, you can still get your B6 very easily as a vegan. Just increase the amount of bananas, potatoes, and walnuts that you're eating. And speaking of bananas, that brings us to anti-bloat tip number four. Eat more potassium-rich foods. So potassium actually helps to reduce water retention in two ways. First, by decreasing sodium levels, as we already addressed, and second, by increasing urine production. Bananas are super high in potassium, but did you also know avocados and tomatoes are as well? And speaking of urine, or piss, if you will, (laughs) this is one of my best anti-bloat tips of all, guys, and one that I've used to help me win my pro card as a vegan bikini competitor, and most definitely help me to feel a little sexier after a big old pizza binge. Tip number five, take a dandelion root supplement and or drink dandelion root tea. So yes, I'm sure some of us know that dandelion Dandelion extract has long been used as a natural diuretic in folk medicine for probably centuries. And in case anyone is wondering, natural diuretics can really help to reduce water retention because they're basically just making you pee more often. I always take it in the last couple of days leading up to a competition or a photo shoot because it really does help dry me out as I refer to it. Same thing goes for asparagus, another fave natural diuretic of mine and seriously in the last few weeks of any show prep or even if you're going to Vegas where you know you're going to be hitting up the pool parties every day I would literally be eating asparagus as much as humanly possible and drinking a ton of dandelion root tea then I'll basically cut back on drinking water a little bit I mean I won't completely dehydrate myself if it's a Vegas trip the alcohol will do that on its own but I will cut back on drinking quite so much water the closer I get to bikini time or stage time and I just find taking those dandelion root capsules really help to get rid of any little bit of extra water that I'm holding on to and voila guys instantly look leaner and actually natural diuretic foods herbs and supplements is really what the gist of this whole episode is about so actually maybe before we list all of the best ones other than asparagus and dandelion we we should probably announce the winner of last week's Patreon prize. Besides, you've just been sitting there useless and quiet for long enough, eh, Sarah? You want to do the Patreon prize for us? 
I'm actually busy over here desperately trying to find a song that's even remotely relevant to bloating. (laughs) Very important work Sarah has indeed. Even if only 30% of you listeners actually go all the way to the end of each episode to listen to the song. And yet I still have to go through the anxiety of trying to find a song to end each episode. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I'm also in charge of the Patreon program. Uh, In case we have any new listeners who don't know what our Patreon program is, basically Basically, if you enjoy our podcast and want the chance to win a prize each and every week, go to patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk and sign up. The prize we're about to give away is actually the worst one of all. Yeah. But in our defense, the episode was all about digital minimalism, the last one. Therefore, we thought it only appropriate to minimize with the prize and give away random shit that we don't want or need. And probably you don't either. (laughs) Nevertheless, the lucky winner of a coaster set, Basil Plant, Princess Bride on DVD, and some Jacked on the Beanstalk granola stickers and magnets is... And I should mention the Jacked on the Beanstalk granola stickers and magnets are all brand new as is the basil plant in the coasters yeah well they're, they're all used. brand new I oh yeah, yeah and your dvd all right so you it's just not, don't want them it's not so bad <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure somebody will love them break out your tub of names and the winner of our random crap is Daphna. Actually, she just might enjoy this prize. Maybe. Congratulations, (laughs) Daphna. Yeah. Let us know how the basil plant turns out. (laughs) And every time you eat basil from it, you can think of us. Okay, back to the diuretics. But first, I think we should properly define the term diuretic for everybody as well. Plus, it gives us a chance to share a new fave sound clip once again, right? Let's do it. All right, here goes. So most people would define a diuretic as something that simply causes the increased passing of urine. But I think it's important to delve into this science a little further because a diuretic is much more complex than this, especially since we mentioned things like potassium and sodium earlier on this episode, and it's really quite fascinating how all of these things affect one another when relating them to bloating. Or at least I find it most fascinating. Whatever floats your boat. Or should I say, bloat. Okay, I'll try not to get too technical. But basically, any kind of diuretic is going to promote your kidneys to produce more pee. So yes, diuretics will, of course, cause us to quote-unquote lose water. But it's important to note that doing this process, the diuretic is also inhibiting our kidneys' ability to reabsorb sodium, which means that it's also enhancing the loss of sodium and water in your pee. Get it? It's like a double bloat bonus. So let's quickly run through some of the best, all natural, of course, diuretic foods 
and herbs so that Sarah and I can go get lunch and get bloated on some TLT sandwiches. Oh, and by the way, guys, I will include a list of anti-bloating diuretic foods and herbs in the show notes for this episode so that you can print it off before your next big grocery shop. I personally have a list that's pasted onto my fridge because I, again, am kind of obsessed with bloating. Okay, here goes. My fave anti-bloating teas are dandelion root and hibiscus, both a must. And actually, on that note, I should probably mention that for this week's Patreon prize, my fave tea company, Traditional Medicinals, were totally on board to send all of the best bloating teas our way to be the Patreon prize. But then they saw that I was in Canada, eh? And well, apparently there are these things called uh, regulations and they can't send tea across the border, eh? So they did say that they'll give me some coupons to buy my own teas up here, eh? And then I guess I could ship her out to the winner. Then we actually had a plan B Patreon prize. What if instead this week's Patreon prize winner gets a customized meal plan written by yours truly, which has a value of 157 US dollars, mind you. And it's kind of related to bloating because I am obsessed with bloating, as we've said, and I will make it a personal mission of mine to de-bloat you, lucky winner. So yeah, long story short, this week's Patreon prize is a pretty damn sweet one, and there's still time to sign up if you want to win a free six-week customized meal plan written by me. Just go to patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk, as Sarah already mentioned, and you can donate one dollar for one ballot, I guess you'd call it $5 for two ballots or $15 for three ballots and you will forever be known as a J-O-T-B V-I-P. Back to anti-bloating herbs and spices. First off, it's a big one, parsley. Parsley consumption is an absolute must for getting rid of water retention and preventing farts. And it makes your breath smell good. There's really no downside to eating parsley, guys. Unless, of course, you're on a date or you get stuck on your teeth and nobody tells you. And then, of course, the other downside, parsley just sucks. I don't think it sucks. No, it tastes like something you just shouldn't be eating. Like the texture, the taste, it's literally like eating grass. It's a bit is okay, but that salad you once made that was like 90 percent parsley? Ew. Really? Yeah. I made a 90% parsley? Yeah, or tabbouleh. Does I'm anyone actually like tabbouleh? Let me guess. You? <laughs> actually, surprisingly enough, I would definitely opt for a fatouche salad mm. over tabbouleh. Even I can admit that's parsley overkill. <laughs> I could actually go for a nice fatouche salad for lunch maybe with the crunchy pita chips on top. Mm, yeah, those are the best. And speaking of Lebanese food and bloating, it's also very high in sodium, <laughs> I've noticed. So I definitely do not recommend eating the vegetarian platter before hitting the beach. <laughs> 
But some of the staple spices in Lebanese cooking are definitely great for anti-bloating, such as garlic, onions, ginger, lemon. Have I ever talked about the importance of drinking lemon water every morning on the podcast? You must have, but what the hell? Give it a go. Yeah, well, I feel like this is relevant to the bloating episode as well. And this is something I've been doing religiously for probably close to a decade now, and something that I recommend to every single client on their meal plan. So lemons being a natural diuretic and gentle laxative, it would only make sense that they greatly reduce the amount of salt that your body is retaining. So nothing is better, as I always say, than starting the day with a big ass glass of lemon water. Not only is it going to hydrate you, because you do of course get dehydrated overnight when you're sleeping, but it's also going to kickstart digestion. And honestly, the worst possible thing you can do in the morning is drink a coffee immediately after waking up because you're only going to dehydrate yourself even more. Not to mention create an acidic environment rather than an alkaline one that lemon would help to create. It's also horrible for sleep habits. Apparently Mm. you're supposed to wait two hours after waking up before having caffeine. Really? I didn't Mm. know that. Probably a lot of people are not doing that. Is it because it's training your body to require stimulants in order to feel energized or what? Well, I learned this when researching for the sleep episode, actually. But yeah, it's because when you are about to wake up, your body releases its own stimulants, like insulin, adrenaline, and the one you like to talk about, cortisol. Right. And drinking coffee when cortisol levels are high, the effects are basically non-existent. All it does is increase your tolerance for caffeine. Mm, And apparently, compared to cortisol, caffeine is like grandma's watered-down tea. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, I feel like 90% of the population drink coffee almost immediately after waking up. Really? I literally never do that. Good to know I'm doing something right. Okay, let's wrap this episode up. But just a quick mention of a couple foods that I eat nonstop when I'm trying to lean down and lose water, in addition to asparagus, as mentioned already, of course. So other good ones, celery, bell peppers, and cucumber. And if I'm treating myself to some anti-bloating fruit, I'm all about the watermelon, grapes, and berries. And Sarah, can you guess why these are the best options for preventing bloat? Uh, Because they're pretty much made out of water and skin. Well, that sounds weird. (laughs) But yes, they are mostly water. And we all know that a buildup of fluid can contribute to bloating, but also that retaining water is the body's way of holding on to fluid so that we don't become dehydrated. So that means it's especially important when we're bloated to keep pushing fluids through your body. That way your body is no longer in fear of dehydration and it will just naturally let go of the excess water it's storing. All right, and by the way, guys, we haven't been giving thanks to all of our beloved Patreon supporters. So instead of doing a big finale song, we've actually put together a very special thank you song for all of our Patreon patrons. So for all of you guys listening, this one is for you. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, Billie Jean. Thank you, Nicole and Nana. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Desiree. Thank you, Kate, Caitlin, and Dawn. Thank you, Natalie Z, and Natalie W, and another Caitlin. 
Thank you, Daphna. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Ekaterina. Thank you, Lily. Merci, Corinne. Thank you, Victoria. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you, Toasty Flatworm WTF. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Sarah Chanel and Mindy. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Zara. Merci, Veronica. <laughs> All right, that was painful, but... We are truly thankful. Yeah, thank you everybody who contributes to the Patreon. If Without your help and support, we would not still be doing this. So thank you. And that is it for this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed the bloat episode. <laughs> Shorky sisters, 